Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Well, PK, the question of the day. Try to explain how the pound sign, dollar sign, ampersand, at sign, exclamation point, the Jazz lost to Minnesota. How in the world did that happen? And Ray went old school on us. He says, pesky Timberwolves, as Hot Rod would say. Their peskiness, that's how that happened? Don't accept it. The guys played well. I mean, they got some talent. That's what I've been saying all along. Even these crappy teams got two or three guys you can look at and say, hey, there's some players there. So if they do things right, they should be able to get better over the next few years. And Minnesota is one of them. And obviously, uh, Edwards is a rookie, and, and Towns been around for a while. D'Angelo Russell, you know, he's decent. So they've got even the crappy teams got a few players, and you have to give them credit. And I also think that uh, one of the things I can expound on what I said earlier in the last segment, but I also think it's clear. It reminds me of the Utes when I covered them for the watchdog in the 90s. And you could see teams that were playing these guys just got so fired up. There was one year in that bloated 16-league thing that they had in the whack. We went down to Rice. I think it was Tulsa-Rice. And Tulsa was a pretty good team at the time. And I think Andre Miller hits a shot at the buzzer, and they beat them on a Saturday. And then we traveled down to Houston, and it was Monday night. So a big Monday game, which meant it was 11 p.m., in uh, Houston, uh. start time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. 11, 11 p.m., right? Because that's central time zone, right? At 10 o'clock our, our time. And the gym was just packed, and every media guy was there. I remember I had an extended conversation with Gifford Nielsen because he was a sportscaster in Houston at the time. Everybody and her dog was there. Because the Utes were coming to town, man. It was a big, big deal. Rice Rice doesn't play on Big Monday uh, back when they had that, right? I mean, they were a lousy no, it's team. Like for... Rice basketball. Tell me the last time Rice yeah. basketball mattered. Yeah. For that so it was such a, such a big, big deal at the time. And the Utes won. And it's, it's like one thirty in the morning, and Majerus does his postgame uh, and then some TV people wanted him. I can remember he's walking down the hall, and, and he said, "I got to do something first, Blah blah blah. And then the TV people groan. He turns around, he's looked at him. It's one thirty. You're way past your deadline. What's it going to matter? You could stand there for a few more minutes, because <laughs> he knew how the business worked, right? <laughs> and I forget what he did. And then he came back, and I was done. But I remember him saying that, and it was such a big deal. And it's clear you're beating the best team in the league. And for a team going nowhere, that matters. You're looking for some positive momentum. And clearly they were jacked. And you can look at the sidelines. And the sidelines now, they're way more demonstrative because they got space. You know, there's nobody sitting right behind them, the fans and whatnot. So they got all this room to spread out this year. And you can see it. They can jump up. They can move around. They can do calisthenics if they wanted. They can celebrate more freely because they're not getting in anybody's way. You know, the next, the any form of uh, visitors or spectators are sitting above them, right? So they got all that room there. And they're so much more emotional. And 
Jazz have to meet that, and I don't think they met that. Well, they didn't, and you're right about that. The Wolves getting up for a game. But it just seems like there's such a talent gap that shouldn't matter. I mean, that would explain why it was a close game, but when the Jazz erase the deficit, Bogey hits the big three, they retake the lead, and there's still, I don't know what there was, two or three minutes left. You're thinking, okay, now it's going to be an ugly win, but it's going to be a win. They've gotten over the hump here, and instead uh, they, they went like three minutes or two and a half minutes, whatever it was, without scoring until Clarkson hit a three right at the end. But at that point it was kind of... They were into the fouling game, and the math was desperation slash miraculous. That's <laughs> that was the territory they were in. But that three or four yeah, minutes when Bogey that hits you those speak two threes, of, it's like okay. That, but this, that's not the Timberwolves at that moment. That's that, that's not the fourteen and fifty two or whatever it is Timberwolves. That's a Timberwolf team at that moment that had been playing the Jazz very well and had been leading virtually the whole time. From the second quarter on, that's you're playing that Timberwolves team. You're not playing the Timberwolves team on February 24th that got blown out by whoever they got blown out by if they played on the 24th. You get the point I'm making. You're playing a team that has a whole lot of confidence in the moment. You're not playing the Timberwolves team that sucks. I think there's a big difference there. I think there is, too. I mean, they're 3-2 and two in the last five games, and I know that's not a huge... Break them up. ...huge sample size, but lately they feel a little better about themselves. And there was a, a stretch in February where they just couldn't get out of their own way. They lost, I don't know what it was, 11 out of 12 or 12 out of 13 or 13 out of 14. I mean, there was a stretch where they were horrible. And obviously Carl Anthony Towns was out for a big stretch earlier this year. But still, how does it happen? Chris says, because Utah's in playoff mode now. It's all the sarcasm, the cheap shots, the defeatism. It's flowing freely after that one. No, actually, I think that's why I'm not all that worried. Is because they're not in playoff mode. They didn't have the intensity. They got casual with the basketball. And that becomes a problem. The 17-point lead came too easy right from the start. And they thought, oh, here we go again, man. We're just going to show up now. I'm going to be out of the fourth quarter resting, watching the subs play, having a great time. And uh, they are going to go on the road and do what we do. And so their concentration, it got away from them. They got very casual. Shot selection was not good. I didn't like Clarkson's shot selection. I realize he has free reign, but I think he has to have responsibility within the free reign. And there were some shots there that I didn't like at all. And the turnovers were soft and crummy and just didn't work and didn't just wasn't there in terms of the intensity. But that's okay because when you get to the postseason, they're going to have all those things. I don't know if they're going to win all the games, but they're not going to be casual. They're going to be intense. They're going to be as if, uh, depending on what the situation is, you know, their playoff life is riding on it. And they're going to have their best player back offensively too so i'm not gonna make a big deal about this i'm not gonna make a big deal about it all but if we want to analyze it individually those are some of the reasons why i think they lost but if i step back i can roll with it travis says too many turnovers and craig says too many turnovers and they forgot how to shoot three-point shots on the whole they shot the three well enough i mean the team shot 40 percent from three that's it's like a league leading type number 40 percent so can't complain too much about that. I mean, individually, there's individual shots you can complain about. And Joe was off. Yeah. 
But Bogey was red hot. And so, you know, between the two of them, it worked out. I mean, obviously, you can look at Joe's numbers and, you know, they weren't good enough. Yeah, that's but, fine. Steph but, Curry had a run the other a couple yeah. weeks back where he was just couldn't miss, and then he went. I think he had a game where he went two of fourteen. Yeah, and then he came back and he was fifty percent last night. I was think he was seven of fourteen against the Kings. So those shooting nights are going to come and go. Now for Joe, they haven't gone that much, but they went. It went in one game. It's going to happen. Well, and the key is to have enough guys that, that gets offset. And obviously, Joe has an off night, but Bogey was really good. He was 7-13. That's excellent. But the turnovers, yeah, the turnovers were a problem. When when they lose playoff games, we're going to point to turnovers, aren't we? Whoa, 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 back that up. If. (laughs) If they lose playoff games. You got got 16-0. I went plural. Not only did I dismiss 16-0, I dismissed 16-1. And I do it again. And you're wrong again. No, I'm not wrong. And you know I'm not wrong. I'll bet you $1,000. You will not. <laughs> you haven't bet $1,000 in your whole life. <laughs> I, I never said I was gonna, what I was betting on, but I'll bet you it. <laughs> I'll bet you 1000 of Yach's dollars. Yach, if I'm wrong, pay the man. <laughs> you guys do realize what I make kind of like on a daily <laughs> basis, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. but what you make off to the side, we won't discuss that. Yeah. Okay, let's leave that one. Yeah, let's leave thousand that. bucks a hole. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, those high stakes games of golf. Flying out to Sandpiper and taking money from those rich Santa Barbara dudes who don't hey, know what they're doing. I'm not Tony and Gipper Fino. I can tell you that much. No, you're not on tour. Get that. Dell says they lost that because they've always struggled against Minnesota. I get that within a year there, or even a couple of years as a group of players stay together, there are bad matchups and teams you struggle with. But can you be, can you be hexed, jinxed, routinely beaten by a team forever, going through multiple uh, generations it, yeah. of players? Yes. <laughs> that seems like a reach. Yes. No, it's happened. Who? The Washington Generals. Excellent example. The yeah, they, just they can't cannot get over the hump. And obviously, I would go the uh, BYU Cougars in football against my Utah Utes. Ten is coming. <laughs> Don said, as you guys said on Friday, this is the NBA. That goes back to the point. Minnesota's team twenty nine by record. The Jazz are team one by record. And 29 can take down one because even Team 29 has talent. We did talk about that. Well, I've been saying that for weeks. Yep. I, I think that, and I, and I don't, I'm, I might, might just be making it up in my own mind, but it seems to me, and I don't have any numbers, and I'm not going to run the numbers on that, by, and I'm never going to run numbers on anything. It's a waste of time for me. Let it, but so why should I do something that's hard when I, somebody else can do it for me? Uh, I just think that the crappier teams are better than the crappier teams of old. Now, maybe I'm way off on that, uh, but I think there's more talent out there to be had, you know. But you look at the the uh, foreign player now. The three guys that the uh, are leading Timberwolves. None of those are foreign guys. They're American guys. Towns is a Jersey guy all the way. Uh, but 
you add in all the elements that come into the game from all these various places, literally almost all over the world, and they're they're integral players. They're not one trick pony, soft shooting twenty foot guys, and that's all they do. So the talent level, I think, is at its highest. And so you have crappier teams that I think are better than the crappier teams of old. And then you combine that with a real casual effort. If I sum up the word, the one word for the Jazz, I thought it was just too casual. I think what you said in 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 the last segment was spot on was it got really easy early on. They had a 40-point first quarter. They had a double-digit lead. And... That was what Quinn went to in the postgame. Went to focus. Well, how did they lose their focus? They got a big early lead. They jumped on it early, and it turned out to be a problem, PK. Well, first quarter leads do nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. They're, all, they're meaningless in, the, in this league. First quarter leads. No team, and there's rare exceptions, isn't like – one year, the Lakers had some phenomenal forty-point lead over the Kings or something in the first quarter, if I remember. Yeah, forty to four. Right. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> but, but it's so freaky. That's why we remember it, right? Mm-hmm. But a fifteen, even in twenty, in the first quarter, it's a big deal. You know, the, the, in this league with so many prolific guys being able to put the ball in a basket, and, and then you got. Dudes who are okay, but on a given night, they're better than okay. They can get hot. We've seen it a million times. So that's where I would criticize the Jazz. But I'm not going crazy on this because it's one game. And in a sense, get slapped around a little bit. Stop being so cocky. Not that they were cocky, but to me, they weren't cocky. They were casual. So, you know, tonight they shouldn't be casual. Should have a supreme effort, and having I really don't want big time playoff like intensity now anyway, because you got to turn it up, and you got to have something there. Clearly, they have way more to give tonight than they gave Saturday, and they'll have more to give in just under uh, four weeks when it matters the most. But I expect that tonight they're not going to be casual, and you're not going to see casual, loose, a lack of concentration slash focus type turnovers, and that's a lot of hyphens to get all those words together. But I think that that's what you'll see. So, and that's what they've been doing all season too. I've said this many times: when they suck, they don't suck for very long, which is a sign of a really good team because you're going to have down moments, and they haven't had though. They had that one stretcher, lost four out of six, and that's pretty much it. Every other time, they've responded. So I suspect they're not going into Phoenix on a three-game losing streak. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. When we come back, question of the day, part two, and you already know we're going to disagree, but where do you come down? We'll get to that next. Stay with us.